What is going on, people, humans, bipodal humanoids? <laughs> How many things can I think of? There's only three. I think that's about all I got. Um, tired. I am tired. I had a late two nights. I am suffering. I'm in the red as far as my uh, as far as my performance is going. I am uh, dragging myself along, but. I thought, uh, you know, why not do this thing that I prepared, this uh, regular weekly food for thought, number 18, coming at you live from a closet. I'm just kidding. I'm in my office, but it's basically a closet. Isn't any room a closet if you store things in it? Or does a closet mean you have to have clothes in it? I don't know. What's the definition of a closet? I'm not going to look it up. I'm just going to leave it. Leave it the way that I left it. I feel good about it. I feel good that a closet can be anything. Just a room. Just like anything else. Harry Potter lived in uh, under the stairs, which would look like a closet. So uh, maybe a closet is a room. I don't know. Anyways, way too long. A little bit tired. Trying to piece it all together. Man, I don't know. Like, there's this thing that I've always grappled with. I've, like, struggled with this concept of um, carefully crafting this persona. Like, myself. Um, not, not that it's, like, hugely crafted. But it's one of those things where I speak my mind. Like being fearless, you know, I'm not afraid to say what I want to say, um, but there's a bit of a catch twenty two to that, you know. Um, it's one of those things that I've had to work on over time, and even to this day, I still find that there's a bit of a struggle in that. You know, there's times where I want to say something, but I hold back. You know, I'll I'll want to articulate or I'll notice a thing, and I want to reach out, but then I just kind of stop, and it kind of perplexes me as to why I would stop, you know? Um, one of the examples was as I was walking to work, doing this thing where my normal routine, as I walked along, saw a boy in a coffee shop, young child in school in the area, and he was obviously upset and crying in the in the sort of this weird window situation, like almost like, you know, how much is that doggy in the window? It was really weird. Anyways, he's crying. You know, he's kind of emotional. He's got his thing going on. He's probably no older than my youngest son. And um, and I assess it, and I go, shit, I wonder what's wrong with that kid. And you know, really rapid thoughts. And I kind of immediately look to the to his right, and I can see that there's another coffee cup there. He's saying, so I'm immediately assuming that I kind of catch it in my periphery, an adult walking back. And the problem was is that my gut told me do a thing, but then I assessed it and went, well, it's probably not a thing I want to get involved in as such. And then there must be his dad and maybe he's just in trouble. But then, you know, you kind of flip the switch, you know, my mind flips the other way. And I'm like, what is that kid's in trouble? You know, like, like literal trouble with some sort of asshole, you know, what's going on? And, you know, you kind of spin the other way. And, and it makes me, um, made me feel as though I should turn around and go back and just give him a thumbs up, see if he's all right. You know, but then it's this interference thing. Then it's this whole, like, is it my place? There's all this fucking drama about doing something like that, you know, and, uh, you know, just getting the finger in me called a pedophile for like giving a shit. Anyway, that's complex. That's like a thing, you know, and there, there was another thing that was kind of similar and I, you know, it, it shits me, you know, it kind of, it bugs me that I don't just do a thing and, you know, but maybe it's my gut you know, like, you know, protecting me, maybe whatever, whatever it is, but you know, I don't like it. I feel guilty that I held back and I didn't do it, you know, um, and I just don't know why, you know, you you can get an overwhelming feeling to not not do that, you know, you know, and just to ask if they're okay, you know, and and, and it's not just with kids, it's just you know, it's not with a, you know just adults, it's it's kind of an all around thing, you know, um, 
you know, or or if it's the opposite, if someone needs help, or or just to then say to somebody else, you know, I just don't even like what you're doing. You know, what what are you doing? I tend to do that one more often, but um, but it's a funny thing. It was like this weird thing where we hold back. And the reason I kind of, I guess, it's like this thing I'm grappling with all this is because, you know, the reason that I bring it up is because, you know, in Australia recently we've had some pretty weird news. And, um, you know, when I was preparing this, there was two bits, but now there's three bits of weird news. Um, you know, it's all very mental healthy in a way or, or, or where people are at in this sort of mental health journey. Um, but one of the bo- one of the one of the pieces that I'll talk about first was about a teenage boy on a train. He was sitting there, you know, and there's video footage on the internet, which is doesn't make it great. But anyway, uh, he's sitting there, and the 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 run of the story. I've seen a few different angles on it, and the the crux of this is, you know, as a teenage boy, big kid, sitting on train, cursing, you know, kind of just carrying on, probably about something. Um, and then you know, some uh, some pensioners, old age people, sitting in the seat in front of him, you know, just turn around and ask him if he could stop cursing, is impolite, and his immediate reaction is to stand up and tower in a real dominant aggressive um, posture over the top of these people and start, you know, kind of having a bit of a crack at these old people. Now, these old people didn't know what to do, and obviously they didn't do anything. But, like, within, I would say, seconds, all of a sudden, this um, another gentleman comes down, and he must have been eyeballing the situation, comes up, and he literally stands next to this kid. And he's not that he's much bigger or anything, but proceeds to immediately strangle the kid by the neck. And then the kid's standing there being strangled by this guy, and the guy's getting all aggressive up in this kid's face. And, you know, and he pushes this kid back. And, and whilst this is happening, another even larger fellow comes up to, um, you know, stand over the top of him. And then they proceed. The kid kind of holds his ground in the sense of, like, you know, he's released, and then he sits down. And this really weird, you know, sort of what do we do next moment takes place in, the, in, the, in what you watch in this video. Now, I'm analyzing a video. I wasn't there. I don't know what's up. There's so many choices that could have been made in this situation, right? There's so many parts to the puzzle that, you know, perplex me when you see these things, you know? And I've been in, I've been in the wild where these things go down. And, you know, I always ask the question, what would you do? You know, what will happen? You know, how do you participate? Or do you participate? Um, you know, and a lot of choices were made in that particular scenario, you know? I mean, you can really break this down, you know? Why did the guy proceed to choke this kid? And I get get it it was a threatening situation and whatnot but the choice to interact with violence with violence it's a pretty dangerous gambit what is the flow and effect from that decision on this kid getting now basically you know being reaffirmed that acting this way is the normal way to do it, and that you just stand you know do this sort of a thing an aggressive thing response with aggressive response it just never really has the right long-term effect you know the kid may think twice sure um, but you know this sort of aggression, um, you know, was pretty hectic, right? And the kid was wrong, obviously. Um, but are there other ways to deal with it? The, the why of it is the the perplexing part. What what is wrong with this kid for him to believe that that is the appropriate response to any situation? Already has red flags all over it, you know. And then to have these other adults come up and immediately assault the kid, you know, which you know choking someone is a level of assault, you know, uh, immediately is another red flag. Why is that the the immediate response? You know, why is is there not another way to do it? Um, you know, and in that scenario, they didn't necessarily hold back. But then the question is, is, you know, is that the why for why people do hold back? You know, is it the fact that, you know, now this is a thing. I don't know what the fallout of all of this is. I don't know what happened to the kid. And I don't know what happened to the other adults in the situation. I don't really know where it all went from there. It's all just the news. And everybody has a, you know, a fundamental sort of juxtaposing side to this. And I think the middle ground is, is that, you know, you can really boil this down to, a, you know, a simple, some simple truths, you know, 
the kid obviously isn't in a good space. The adult that went after him is in a good space because he decided to be very aggressive about it. Both very aggressive, obviously not having a great day or life or whatever. You know, what's the deal, people? You know, and that then creates this weird gap in like how, you know, you engage in society. You know, there isn't safe space oftentimes. And that's a really like a uh, physical aggressive one. But then the other one that came up recently was we've been inundated. We had been in, over the Christmas holiday inundated with fires. And it was a stressful time for a lot of people. People were stopping work and volunteering to go and save properties to help their local communities. It was intense and 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 I don't you know know uh, other than living in south southern Florida and constantly watching and waiting for you know hurricanes and tropical storms to hit. This is by far worse in the sense that every day we were wondering if we we're going to catch on fire and if our houses were going to burn down. And not so much in Sydney CBD, which would be like you know apocalyptic, um, but you know it was everywhere. It was you know all around us. And you know if you were to drive an hour in any direction, you know away from Sydney, you were going to go to get basically be in a fire or be in closed road or be turned around and sent home. And it was pretty nuts thing so a lot of people were getting involved in taking care of the fires uh and managing it and working and um this other you know news piece that came through was about this volunteer firefighter that um you know drove his fire truck up to the news asked if uh, you know if they were the news and then basically told the pm of australia to, to get fucked and and kind of you know basically showcased a level of mental stress, a level of trauma, you know, mental trauma from the work he'd been doing, had a real rip about he does, how he, you know, got better things to do, you know, than just, you know, sit there and save house after house after house and, and under such duress. And he was obviously lost his, his mind. But it basically ended with him saying, come on down here and I'll basically, you know, kick your ass kind of an attitude. And, you know, and it was a very, t you know, typical male pissed off rundown about, you know, just the shit, right? Um, you know, is is very ego driven and emotionally driven male kind of thing. Now, look, this guy spoke his mind, legit spoke his mind um, on national television. He had a crack, um, and he was mess. He was a mess. You know, there's footage of him doing this, and then basically parking his car, and then they kind of catch back up with him. He's laying on the ground. He's completely run down. Guy's probably been working God knows how many hours over and over, day in day out. He was a mess, you know. And um, the subsequent fallout from his decision to do this um, was he was fired from the uh, volunteer fire services after however long it was that he'd been working for that and doing that they let him go uh, from a volunteer organization and uh, you know it's just insane that you know that the fallout and there's no way to correlate whether these things happened as a result of one or the other but they kind of said that that behavior went against the code like the kind of the practice so you know he was let go for those you know so that that behavior um, you know, I, I just, I find it insane that if you, you know, you can speak your mind. I mean, now the caveat here for those that don't know the local details is our P, the PM of Australia was, a, was on holidays in Hawaii <laughs> during the bushfires for a portion of it. Uh, he had to call it short and come home, which was effectively, he just stayed away until his holiday was up and came back to Australia. Um, you know, it was a horrible look for him. He was not in a good spot and who knows why all these things play out. But the fact that someone, you know, was, you know, obviously not having a good day and spoke their mind and then lost their, you know, volunteer job or their job, you know, I don't know what else happened with them, but you know, for, for speaking their mind, I mean, geez, you know, what, what can you do these days? You can't say much. Right. Um, so again, going back to what I opened with, you know, why don't we say what we mean? You know, there's an example of saying what you mean and losing 
you know, your job or losing what you were, you know, basically volunteering to do. Um, you know, that's, it's just a, it's a crazy situation. Now the, the, the weird part about this whole thing is, is that this guy in his hometown at his local pub have people from the local community all the way to people, you know, in other countries putting money down on the bar so the guy never has to drink again. So much to say, so much, uh, money um that the owner of the the pub has said that he'll probably never pay for a drink again in his life you know so for for the the fact that the the people backed it it, it's an interesting thing you know we all agree that being able to say what you mean is important you know to a certain degree but then when the system gets involved in it or when it bucks up against the system it's it's not okay you know and there's these weird ways at which we're augmenting you know, the system, the system is becoming this pressure cooker of, you know, um, uh, being, uh, what is it? Offended. You cannot, you know, people live in this world of the disease of being offended. Um, you know, nothing, you know, I saw this great comedy, but nothing happens when you get offended. You don't get anything, nothing. You're just offended, you know, sticks and stones, right. Uh, has disappeared. Like you're now in a world where, you you lead with uh, the front foot of being offended or upset about things and that everything must change and recalibrate in order to remove the offense. And I mean, I get it. You can be offended, but we've been offended our entire lives. Everything can be offensive. You know, the smell of a fart is offensive, right? But it doesn't mean that, you know, we should ban farting full stop. I mean, it would be it'd go against everything, right? Things can be described as offensive. And I get that I'm simplifying offense, but at the end of the day, you know, you will be offended throughout your entire adult life and your child childhood. What the hell's going on? You know. So, anyways, look, I'm 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 rambling a little bit here. So, I mean, you know, the third one, I guess, I'm going to slip in here is is that there's a recent, um, and this is a touchy one from you know, like the mental uh, health and you know, sort of thing. But it's a domestic violence thing where a man lost it and lit his wife and children on fire in a car. Um, and then killed himself. And from what I've read, he stabbed himself to death. So it was murder-suicide um, situation, and it had to do with domestic violence, which is just horrendous. But you know, it begs you know it begs a question like, like, how do you get to that? You know, I'm you know, and I try to venture out in my mind, you know, empathetically as to how that could unfold. And I can't can't even begin to imagine the complexities of the things that were going on in order for one's mind to go there. But again, mental the mental health of it. How do you reach out? How do you say the things that you want to say? How do you get the help that you need to get? You know, all these things just you know become this clusterfuck of shit, which really is one of my favorite phrases. Um, you know, and you just have to somehow battle through, you, you know, you like left alone or whatever it is, you know, you then, you know, get to the point where these things are inside of you and then you let them out, you know, such as is the case with the fireman, um, you know, or you're so bound up as a kid that you're cursing on a train because you're doing whatever you're doing and someone tells you to cry, and then you expel this anger outwards toward old people, which I guarantee you, the kid probably knew it was totally fucked what he was doing, but he was probably felt out of control, you know, and then he was choked for, I mean, like, it's, it just is nuts that we can't, we live in a society that's almost in this pressure cooker moment, right? Where we're always holding back so much, but by the time we get to a point where we can't hold back anymore, it becomes this like vomiting of just shitty behavior and really rough, you know, horrible stuff that gets, can, can be either, you know, misconstrued or misunderstood or, you know, offensive or, you know, it's all these things. And again, people fuck up. We're going to fuck up. Every life is a, just a series of mess ups, right? Um, but, you know, what now, you know, the society we now live in is just constructed to be precious, you know. And now we're, you know, basically living in a world where the Internet's neutered 
our collective ability to speak our minds, you know, everything can be recorded. You know, we are now stuck where, you know, the, the words that hang off of your tongue are the things that you're known for, even if they're misconstrued. You know, all it takes is a cohort of people to misconstrue what you say, and all of a sudden you're the devil. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, be living a world of being offensive, you know, has now torn us into these little, uh, I guess, safe little thinkers, actors, um, fakers, uh, and that's kind of a sad place to be. You know, that's, I think, why I held back, you know, in some of these situations, because I was more concerned of the potential rep reputal, reputational damage. Gosh, that guy took me a second. Uh, that might incur, you know. Um, and I don't care. I don't give a fuck necessarily. But what I don't want is all the drama for actually giving a shit, which is the saddest part about it. You can give a complete and utter uh, um, care for somebody give a fuck completely, and then be ripped over, raked over the coals for doing something. Um, so, you know, I don't know if there's an answer to this. It's just this weird thing that rumbled through my head this last week, and it's kind of an odd thing. You know, I don't know if there's anything that we can do about this anymore other than to be kind, to lead with compassion, you know, to have an honest approach to, you know, reaching out to people. Um, but maybe, you know, it's a combination of also asking for that help early, you know. This is mental. I mean, really, if you boil down the mental health of this, it is about asking for help early. It is about, you know, being able to go to someone. You know, it doesn't answer all questions, and I'm oversimplifying and what have you. But, you know, there are outlets for all of us to to not be stuck in a pressure cooker of an emotional roller coaster to feel like we need to explode to express ourselves. You know, there must be a better way. And, you know, perhaps there isn't an answer today, but there are answers for everyone out there. So that's it. That's what I'm talking about. That's the thing. I hope it wasn't too mind boggling or mind numbing. Well, maybe that's just my own concern. But uh, yeah, that, that's sort of the food for thought. Uh, you know, say what you mean. See if you can get away with it. See if you can push it out. See if you can reach out and say the stuff that's in your head. Don't build a pressure cooker. Hope you guys are having a good one. Good day, evening, month, year, life, whatever it is you need. I hope it's happening. Cheers, everybody. Bye.